This podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm, an easy and free way to get your podcast journey started. Whether you've been recording for years or looking for a place to start, Anchor FM is the way to go to get your podcast on all platforms. Click the link in the bio to get started. Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning. Hold on. Thank you for tuning in to Top of the Morning, where we talk about sports and a whole lot more. I am Cameron, your host. I hope all y'all had a good weekend, because I sure did, which brings us to this episode of the Weekend Recap. There was a lot of good things in the sports world and some not so good things in the sports world, if you know what I mean. I'm going to kind of dive into that today. But I just kind of want to give a little recap of what happened over the weekend, things I did, things you might have seen, and just my reaction on a couple things. So me personally, I went to Washington, D.C. and spent the weekend there with some friends, some family, and uh, experienced some really cool things while I was down there. Um, If you haven't been to Washington, D.C., I recommend you go just to hang out. Check out some of the cool local restaurants. Uh, it has some really cool places, some brunch places, some bars and such. A lot of places here in Raleigh don't show pay-per-view fights, which is kind of a bummer. And so every time you call around in Raleigh or Durham and say, hey, are you showing the pay-per-view fights? They're not because they don't want to pay for that. In D.C., there's a lot of places that show pay-per-view fights. And so we went to this one little bar and we watched the latter end of the prelims and we watched the beginning of the main card fights before we went home and watched the rest at the hotel. But there was a cool little bar in D.C. called The Big Stick that showed the pay-per-view fights. And it was just a random bar, just had some chairs, big TVs, you know, nothing too crazy, but... You know, when you pay for pay-per-view, you know, you're going to draw a crowd. So that was a really fun experience. And in leading to my first talking point about UFC 285, the return of John Jones. So if you don't know John Jones or if you never heard the name, John Jones is probably pound for pound the best fighter to ever fight, regardless of weight class. He's probably pound for pound the greatest fighter to ever fight in the UFC. He is undefeated in the UFC. Really, he's undefeated, period. So if you look at his record, he's 27-1 and one now because he won his fight this past weekend against Cyril Gan. But that one loss came from a disqualification where he actually won the fight, but he lost due to something they call 12-6 elbows, illegal 12-6 elbows. It's when, if you look at a clock, you know, you see the 12 o'clock and the 6 o'clock is when your elbow moves in that motion from the 12 to the 6, and you strike somebody in the head. And it's illegal. They disqualify from him, and that's his only loss. He has a no contest as well, and that came from a fight with Daniel Cormier where he actually won that fight, and then afterwards he tested positive for an illegal substance. So that was deemed a no contest. But he has never lost a fight in his entire career, and he came back. Not only did he come back after a three-year hiatus, he came back after three years as a heavyweight. So he was a light heavyweight before. He came back as a heavyweight, fought Cyril Gunn, you know, they were talking about John Jones' physique. He didn't look like a heavyweight. He looked sluggish. He looked slow. He looked pudgy. And Cyril Gan, he's built. He's, I mean, he has a really, really good physique. He's built like a bodybuilder. And John Jones recognized that. And he gave him his props due to his physique. But it's it's not a bodybuilding match. And that's what, you know, that's one of the main things he said. It's not a bodybuilding match. It's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an MMA fight. And he treated it as such. So after a three-year hiatus, not only did John Jones win the fight, he won it handily, taking no damage. The only damage he took was a illegal low blow. You know, he got kicked in the nuts. But that was the only damage he took. You know, at two minutes in, he took Cyril Gan down and got him in a guillotine, tapped out. I mean, I've always been head over heels about John Jones and his fighting style and how he finished his guys. I mean, he's fought a lot, a lot of good guys. And if you kept up with UFC from back in the day until now, 
the light heavyweight division was stacked with talent. I mean, you got guys like Shogun Rua, who he beat. You got guys like Vitor Belfort. You got guys like Leota Mashida, like Rampage Jackson, all guys who were in the Hall of Fame who he beat handily, easily. And it didn't go to decision. He either submitted them or knocked them out. Now, John Jones, pound for pound, the greatest ever to do it. So he came back heavier than light heavyweight. He came back and he fought at 248 pounds, and he just ran the table with Cyril Gaon. Um, it's something I love to see because I've been a big fan of his for a while. So, And uh, afterwards, he teased a fight with Stipe Miocic. Miocic is a heavyweight. He's been a heavyweight for a long time. He is an older guy. I, I want to say he's about 40 years old, maybe 41. He's about the same age as Glover Teixeira. And, you know, Glover Teixeira just retired after his loss to Jamal Hill last month uh, for the light heavyweight championship. So they've teased that fight to be around July of this year. There's like an International Fighters Day or International Fighters Series or something like that. Um, so we can hope to expect to see John Jones and Stephen Miocic fight for the title in July. So that'll be really fun. So the UFC 285 was a success. We saw a lot of good things. The co-main event between Valentina Shevchenko and Alexa Grasso. Grasso ended up winning. And the new strawweight champ, she fought her butt off. I mean, I think it was third or fourth round, and she ended up submitting Valentina. It was a really good fight. It was a really good card. Bo Nickel, he was the opener for the main card. 3-0, he made his UFC debut, ended up winning by submission in the first round. Just beautiful technique on a triangle choke. So we saw a lot of good things in that UFC 285 on Saturday night. So it was just a really good day because I was in D.C. and then cap it off with the fights. Sunday, I had my first XFL game. I went to the St. Louis Battle Hawks. They played against the D.C. Defenders down at Audi Field there in Washington, D.C. I was surprised at how close they played to the Washington Nationals field. So they're actually legit across the street. So you could probably get a good outfielder. He could probably throw a baseball from the Nationals field to Audi Field where the XFL game was held. And Audi Field held about 20,000 fans. And I think... I'll be surprised if it was any less than 15,000 that came out. So DC definitely showed out. And, you know, it, it was kind of surprising at the showing that they had for an XFL game. I mean, the team really just started, of course, before COVID, XFL was a thing. And then it got shut down again because, you know, COVID kind of ruined everything. But the Rock bought it back and, you know, revived it. So it was a really good showing. It was really fun. DC fans are absolutely crazy. They were throwing lemons on the field the whole game. Like Every time D.C. scored, they would throw lemons on the field. Guys were kicked out for throwing lemons on the field. There was fights about to happen in the stands. The game ended with the big brawl. They called the game with 10 seconds left because they were just fighting. And it was just a mess. Um, I went to go see, if you listened to my earlier podcast, I told you there was two guys, Jalen Robinson and Tani Tupo, who are D linemen for the St. Louis Battle Hawks. So I went to go watch them, and I was able to talk to Jalen after the game which was really nice to see him. Um, I haven't really talked to him since we were playing rugby together out in Colorado back in 2021. So it was good to catch up with him. And, you know, I might ask him in, in the coming days if he wants to hop on a podcast and just give y'all some more information on the XFL. He told us a little bit about it, but I feel like if I can get him on and you want to hear from him first, because uh, it's not really my place to say. So that was an experience. It was really, a, it's, it's, it was a wild experience, really. You would think you were, in Philly, the way the fans were acting, it was absolutely absurd. But if you have not been to an XFL game and you are considering going to an XFL game, I 
definitely recommend it. Find a way to go to one and just experience that atmosphere. I mean, it. I've been to my fair share of NC State football games. I've been to my fair share of really a lot of college games. Um, I've been to an NFL game when Carolina Panthers played against the New York Giants some years back. And the way the fans went about cheering and just supporting their team was very comparable to that of a NC State or an NFL game. It was just electric the entire time. It's definitely an experience. Definitely recommend it. The tickets aren't that expensive. I think the cheapest ticket I saw was like 50, 40 bucks. And the most expensive was like, I don't know, 100, 100 and some change or something like that. So it wasn't too bad at all. So go out to one, definitely. So my weekend it was really good. You know, I had the fight Saturday and then the XFL game Sunday. But one of the bigger things that came to light, and it's the only downside of the weekend, really. And the story kind of started from, you know, I guess I think it was midweek last week, but now it's getting even worse, is the story of John Morant. So John Morant was initially suspended two games for flashing a gun in a nightclub on his Instagram story, and now he's suspended indefinitely. And at first it was, you know, he flashed a gun, we were suspending two games, and then it went into a story about how some years back he actually got into a scuffle with a 17-year-old in his backyard and then went in and grabbed a gun and flashed his gun to this kid and just some crazy stuff that John Morant's been doing. And we heard stuff that, you know, Shannon Sharp's been saying, like, John Morant, you're worth $200 million. You're not this gangster dude. Like, why are you doing these things to pose this image? And, you know, this is kind of coming to light. You know, you got that one incident of him flashing the gun. You had the one incident of the 17-year-old kid. Then there was another incident of a mall security guard in the parking lot. And he did release a statement apologizing to his family, teammates, coaches, and everything like that. But, I mean, what's an apology if it's, if the same things – now, I mean, I understand if it's, you know, the past. You know, you can't change the past. What's already done is done. So if stuff from your past keeps coming up, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's not a good look, but you can't really fault that too much to what he is now. I mean, he's been in the league for, what, four years now, um, doing something five years ago, six years ago. You can't really fault that to the person he is now, but the stuff he's doing now, um, the night, the nightclub situation and everything like that, and it's, it's not a good look. And then, you know, you see another comment of, you know, someone making an observation that, you know, when John Morant showed his gun or flashed his gun on Instagram in the club, that they were actually in Denver, which means that he had to transport his gun from Memphis on the team plane. So, the league apparently has strict rules. If you bring a firearm on a team plane, you're suspended a minimum of 50 games. So, like I said, it started out as a two-game suspension, and now we're looking at an indefinite suspension, so there's no timetable for his return. So, now we're thinking, okay, what's going to happen to John Morant? Is he going to be suspended those 50 games? Is he going to be kicked off the team? Is he going to be released? Like, what's going to happen? And it's just – it's really not a good look. And I said the same thing about Jalen Carter when I was talking to him the other day, and the same thing I would say to John Morant is, like – what what in the world are you doing? Like, why are you trying to be this bad dude? Why are you trying to pose this image of like, yeah, I'm hood, I'm a gangster? Like, even if you were brought up in those type of environments, like if you were brought up in the hood and you had to, you know, make it off scrapes or make it off scraps to live, and you were on free lunch and everything like that. I mean, yeah, that like I understand that. I understand that's where you came from, but at some point when you grow up and you're not in that situation anymore, why are you still 
hanging around those same kind of people who want to keep you in that mindset. I mean, you're you're worth two hundred million dollars now. You're on a major platform. You're a influence to so many young kids. So many young kids are going to want to try to be like you and play like you. And you know, you do all these cool things. You jump really high, and you're 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 always doing some type of crazy crossover, some crazy dunk. People are watching you all over. And you know, I'm not saying that just because that you're you know on this platform you're on this stage that you have to act like somebody you're not I'm not saying that like definitely s- still stay true to who you are but to a certain extent i mean you you got to stay true in the sense of like you don't want to change your whole personality you don't want to change you know and basically act fake that's the situation i'm getting at you don't want to act fake you don't want to act like oh i'm this you know man just because the nba wants him to be so like i i still support being yourself but you can't be stupid like okay if you were growing up talk talking a certain way acting a certain way okay you know that's cool but in the public eye you can't really do that because now you're facing this i mean if you if you carry a gun with you as a professional athlete cool i'm not saying don't carry a gun with you but don't be flashing it on instagram live and don't be carrying it on a team plane like fighting a minor uh, if you were a minor too, that would be a different story, but it doesn't sound like he was at the time of this event. So I don't know what's going to happen to John Morant, but it's, uh, I don't think it's going to be a one night thing. I think they're really going to look at this and I think they're going to keep him off the court and away from facilities until they figure something out because it's just, John Morant's got to be better. He, He just has to, he just has to be smarter and you got to know what type of platform you're on. You got to know what you have to lose. You got to know that these things come with consequences. Everything comes with consequences. I mean, Darwin's theory, every action has a reaction. You know, that's not just for matter and space. And that's for, you know, our everyday life. And so now you did this thing and now you're facing the consequence or facing a reaction of now you can't play basketball. So now what's going to happen? You know, John Morant just has to be smarter. And the people around John Morant just have to be more encouraging to him to say, hey, you probably shouldn't do these things. But if you're hanging around the same people that are like, yeah, you should do these things because this is who you are and this is where you came from and they just got to accept that, yada, yada, yada. I mean, those shouldn't be the people you're hanging around. $200 million contract. I mean, that comes with some really heavy weight. You just, you just got to be smarter. You just really have to be smarter. But all that to say, it was a very eventful weekend. Very eventful weekend from Saturday to Saturday night to Sunday to the John Morant news and everything in between. Um, It was just really fun, really eventful. And I can't wait to see what comes next for the XFL and the UFC fights and the John Jones fights. And uh, honestly, looking forward to see what happens with John Morant. Hopefully he cleans his act up and gets back on the court and just stays out of trouble or stays out of the headlines or if he is in the headlines in the way that he knows how to be in the headlines, which is doing things on the basketball court. So hopefully we keep it there. But to top this episode off, so in two weeks, we have UFC 286. It's going to be on March 18th, and it's going to be Kamara Usman versus Leon Edwards 3. So the first time they fought, Usman won. He was a champion. The second time they fought, Usman was winning the whole fight. In the fifth round, Leon Edwards came with a left roundhouse kick and knocked him out to steal the belt. And now they're going for an immediate rematch, and hopefully Usman can win his belt back from Edwards. So that's going to happen on March 18th. 
And if you are in the Raleigh-Durham area, I recommend checking out this place called Sports Bar and Social in Cary. They just opened up in February, but they were packed out this past Saturday for the UNC Duke game. And that's another thing. Carolina might not make the tournament. That's a side note. That's another story for another time. But I definitely recommend checking them out. They are going to show the pay-per-view fights, but you do have to get a ticket in order to do so. But I'm probably going to be there. I'm probably going to check it out at this place. And, you know, it looks like a very lively uh, environment. And they do different raffles. They do a lot of giveaways. And last time they had a UFC fight, or one of the times they had a UFC fight there, uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone actually was there hosting it and doing a meet and greet. So they have some really cool personalities coming through as well, apparently. So March 18th is going to be a great card. And actually the co-main of that, Justin Gaethje, is going to be fighting. So Usman and Gaethje both fight out of Denver, and they train together. They're training partners, they're teammates, so they're big supporters. So the fact that they're fighting on the same card back-to-back, I think that's going to make for some fireworks. I was watching old Justin Gaethje fights today, and his fight against Michael Chandler was absurd. So that happened about a year ago. So if you haven't seen Justin Gaethje fight, look up his fight against Michael Chandler. You know, just expect some of the same things on March 18th. So we got some exciting things coming up. And, you know, the combine just ended, and there's a lot of talk now about Anthony Richardson being better than everybody else because – He did a lot of good things at the Combine. He jumped higher. He had a bigger broad jump and everything like that. To me, he's still not the best quarterback on the board. I wouldn't even really put him as top three on the board. But, again, that's another story for another time. Hopefully we'll be able to get somebody on here and talk about the draft and the draft prospects and the quarterback, running back, receiver prospects and everything like that. So March 18th, we got something good coming in the UFC fights. March Madness is going to be starting in a couple weeks. ACC tournament starts this week. So Selection Sunday, I believe, is going to be either this Sunday or next Sunday. So we can look forward to a lot of good things within the next couple months. I'm excited for everything that there is to come. So that is it for today's episode. Hopefully, John Morant gets his act together, and maybe we'll get somebody from the XFL on here to talk about the ins and outs of what's going on in that league and what The Rock is doing to really keep that league afloat. Remember to click the link in the bio to become a supporter of this episode. Everything is appreciated. So that is it for today's podcast. Until next time. Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning. Hold on.